Our annual Christmas episode is coming up, and this year we want to know how you debunked Santa Claus as a kid. Did you set up an experiment? Did your parents tell you, or did you figure it out yourself? You can email your Santa story to SpookySciencesisters at gmail.com or DM us on one of our social media accounts. Your story can be short, long, silly, sad, or anything in between. It just has to be in our inbox by the evening of Sunday, December 19th. Happy holidays! I have seen, like, more turkey... Uh, manslaughter though than the average person (laughs) so the ones my dad hit and then once when i was jogging in grad school somebody was like i was by the arboretum and somebody just like nailed a turkey that was out on the road and that was not great i like how you say that you've seen more turkey manslaughter than the average human and then follow it up with another turkey manslaughter story (laughs) as if the six turkeys you'd already seen get killed wasn't enough (laughs) here's the thing i'm bad luck for turkey (laughs) i'm Paige, and i'm megan And this is Spooky Science Sisters. Hello, you're listening to Spooky Science Sisters, a podcast where we present to you a science-based and probably very giggly discussion on all things strange and unusual. In this Thanksgiving special, we're going to talk about spooky birds, because a lot of you are about to eat some birds, so maybe this will make you feel a little bit better about it. (laughs) But first, it's time for something spooky. So, Megan, has anything spooky happened to you in the last five weeks, four, six weeks, uh, however long it's been? <laughs> I think it's only been like three and a half weeks. <laughs> it feels like the longest three and a half weeks. <laughs> it's ever. been a lot. <laughs> yes. Well, we can finally reveal officially to the world that the Spooky Science Sisters are very shortly going to occupy the same city because I got a job where Paige lives and we will be moving up there like between Christmas and New Year's because we're insane. (laughs) Which like is the first time that we will live in the same city since I was like 12? Yeah. Not even. Yeah. Since Since (laughs) I was in high school. So we are very excited um, but yeah, I feel like we've sort of come, we've come around some sort of circle here because my something spooky this week is like for sure the housing market. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. <laughs> We're back to this, you guys. <laughs> Cause I have to be out of my current house by December 29th and I currently have zero house to move into <laughs> and we're moving on to house number four. <laughs> trying to find one to buy. So it's it's uh it's not looking great. But luckily Paige has a big basement. So great about that. Um <laughs> Yeah, not only are we going to be living in the same city, we are going to be living in the same house. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially for a while. <laughs> this might be the end of the podcast, you guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, so more related to this, and this is more, it's not spooky at all. It's just a story that I think is hilarious, although it's like not hilarious for the turkeys involved. (laughs) But I will never forget, I was on a family trip with my parents when I was in high school, and I 
don't even remember where we were driving. I think we were somewhere in Michigan, but we like sort of came over, like crested this hill and something must have like scared a bunch of turkeys because they like took off like right in front of the car out of the woods. And my dad just like bowled down like six turkeys. Oh, no. When was this? It was like when I was in high school. Like we were on a (laughs) train. It was just like thuds. Oh, no. (laughs) Like five or six turkeys just getting destroyed by our car going like 75 (laughs) miles an hour down the highway. Poor turkeys. (laughs) I know. It was just like, what the fuck are you doing? There was like no cars anywhere close to being ahead of us. And like there were no cars behind us. And it's like, you picked right now to fly across the highway. What are you doing? So anyway, that's like proof. (laughs) Turkeys are are morons. Uh Um. Yeah. When Elliot, when we were moving Elliot up here, mm-hmm. uh, he was the one driving the, um, like the U-Haul mm-hmm. and uh, his buddy Tom was with him and they're t- driving on the highway and he said a bald eagle flew like right in front of the truck. And he oh, said no. he basically just like, you know, you, you're in a moving or a U-Haul yeah, truck. Yeah, like what are you going to do? do? So he said that like he white knuckled the uh, the <laughs> steering wheel and both him and Tom are like, wow, <laughs> bracing for impact. Fortunately, uh, the, it got out of the way. So they were fine. But like, apparently they were both just in the U-Haul truck screaming. <laughs> yeah, I think they like kick you out of the United States if you do that. <laughs> okay so anyway that's not a spooky story that is just a potentially only hilarious to me anecdote from (laughs) (laughs) i just like cannot it's probably you had to be there but it was just like it sounds funny to me so yeah but also like like, kind of sad yeah like sad for the turkeys but like i don't think they're hurting in terms of population but just like the i don't know it was just oddly comical to have just like you just hit like six turkeys at once <laughs> was 75 miles an hour down the it was just like explosion of feathers anyway so Paige, you have actual spooky stuff to tell us about yeah so <laughs> well one one actually spooky story and then Great. one just kind of funny story so i've talked i talked i think on our most recent episode about mm-hmm. our what we were calling our ghost uh here at our house and this like just last week we had like three nights in a row where something weird happened uh the <laughs> first night was when Megan and my brother were here and like middle of the night I oh yeah he's kicked the shit out of me woke up like was rudely awakened by some like loud crashing sound and it sounded like somebody had dropped their phone on the floor mm-hmm. um so I assumed like one of the two of them was on their phone and had just dropped it and you know whatever <laughs> like we we were both kind of like oh someone dropped their phone went back to sleep it was over we wake up the next morning Paige is like which one of you jags dropped your phone and we're like um which one of you jags dropped yeah. your phone <laughs> so no Nobody dropped a phone. Uh, so that happened. The next, that next night, like after they had left, we were hearing these like weird thumping sounds. And like we sort of just thought it was like maybe our duct work, like expanding and contracting, but it had gotten like pretty 
I don't know. It was like pretty loud and like pretty consistent. And we like still don't really know what it is that we're Mm -hmm. hearing. But then I guess it was that same night. We like always leave our dog. Well, we don't. A lot of times we leave the dog in the basement and she just like sleeps on the couch or whatever. And we'll usually leave a light on for her. So that way it's like not pitch black down there for her all night. Mm -hmm. So we come up to bed and it's like been sometimes since we've been upstairs. And then like all of a sudden our dog totally freaks out, which like isn't uncommon for her. She's kind of a spaz anyway. But like, I mean, she is like barking up a storm and she won't stop. So I go down to like try to figure out what's happening. And I open the door and she like flies up the stairs and stands with her front paws, like right at the top of the stairs, just like screaming down the stairs. And like with every step I take, she gets like more and more panicked and all the lights are off downstairs. So like (laughs) either, I don't know, Elliot is like swears he had the light on. So who knows? Maybe she bumped it. But it freaked me out because it's like I get downstairs yeah. and none of the lights are on and like clearly something totally freaked her out. So it's yeah. like either sh- the light just shut off or something is down there with her. Yeah. And like you you guys checked the light bulb the next morning and like it's oh, not like yeah. the light bulb had gone off. Yeah. We thought that the, like the maybe the light had burnt out and then like the next day Elliot came upstairs and I was like, did you turn a light on for? And he was like, yeah, I turned that lamp on. And I was like, wait, the light bulb didn't die? And he was like, no, I'm not going to think about it. It was just sort of oh, like, oh, no. <laughs> so <laughs> we don't really know what happened, but yeah. Yeah. We, but- oh, go for you. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that, yeah, my the only thing that I thought of immediately was that you said she was prone to jumping on like the coffee table and stuff recently because she likes she gets to jump up on the picnic table when she's at doggy daycare camp. <laughs> so I was like, maybe she just like jumped up and like jostled the light enough that it like it just it sort turned of off turned and then it scared off. her yeah. because yeah it probably like rattled around or something that's probably all it was yeah. or, or your other theory was that it was a mouse which like if you yeah. know anything about my dog is just hilarious to think that she'd be that <laughs> panicked about a mouse but anyway so that yeah. totally freaked us out yeah well that's like i mean that is like classic horror movie shit i mean right. it's like basically the plot of paranormal activity unfolding in your house right now it feels a little bit like like that. a combination of like the first and the second movies <laughs> you just moved into this house together you're a young couple like you're hearing things like thudding around <laughs> at night things are falling or moving and then like the dogs freaking out <laughs> about the basement like I don't know. Yeah. Well, me either. So thanks. <laughs> You're making me feel a lot better about this. Okay. Well, I tried to comfort you and come up with logical explanations via text and you yelled at me about that. So <laughs> so now you're getting the spooky ones. <laughs> Uh, so that was my spooky story. But then mm-hmm. the not so spooky, funny story uh, is a couple weekends ago, I had back to back weddings. I was in a wedding in Cincinnati on a Friday and then was at another, I was going to another wedding Saturday in Nashville, which is like seven, it's like six or seven hours between the two. The one on Saturday started like midday and I I knew that I wasn't going to have enough time to like do, like fully do my hair and everything. So I had decided that I was going to try to keep my hairdo from this Friday wedding for Mm -hmm. Saturday and just like not wash it and just like let it go. So I had nice hair for the Saturday wedding. So (laughs) we get back 
to, we were staying with Elliot's family and we get back to his family's place and he's (laughs) opening the door and they have like a holiday wreath on the door and he goes to open the door and just like, like turns the handle and then just sort of like bows in front of me. Like his butt is just in the air. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, it's cold. It's like one o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, come on, let's go. What are you doing? What are you doing? And he's just like standing there. And I'm like, come on, go. It's cold. So we finally get inside. He's like, sorry, a bird flew out at me out of the wreath. And I was trying to get out of the way because I didn't want it to poop on me. And I was like, oh, weird. I didn't see it. So we like go inside and like get all the wedding stuff put away. And like he goes to the bathroom and like brushes his teeth and gets ready for bed. It's like we've been inside for like 15 minutes. And then I go in the bathroom and I like go to the bathroom (laughs) and I'm standing in front of the mirror washing my hands. And there's a giant bird shit in my hair. Gosh darn it. <laughs> Gee, so. babe, sorry you have to wash your hair like a normal person. Well, here's the thing. The right side of my head had like a French braid in it, but the left side uh, was just curled. And uh-huh. it was the left side that the bird pooped on. So I literally only washed the left side of my head and then just recurled that hair. <laughs> <laughs> okay so recently recently a bird shit on pages i can't i'm like two seconds away from a nervous breakdown at this point um okay so this week we are going to do bird facts like we said, because in honor of Thanksgiving, and I think we promised before, like, if a turkey has killed someone, we will find out. But what you'll find out is that we do have stories about the only birds that are known to have killed people. So it is going to get spooky. Paige, uh, I think you are going to start us off. Mm-hmm. Yay! Okay, so <laughs> we did not find any killer turkey stories but uh (laughs) what we did find was a couple of thanksgiving turkey facts the first of those so we were wondering how many deep fried turkey deaths i guess or house fires had been started or how many house fires had been started by deep frying turkeys and i found so fire chief danny coolman who i believe is in one of the fire departments in Georgia, but I cannot remember where in Georgia. Uh, But he reported that there have been over 2,400 fires from deep fried turkeys in the last two years nationwide. Uh, Those (laughs) have caused more than $19 million in property damage, as well as more than 35,000 burn injuries. Yeah. So it goes without saying, if you're going to deep fire turkey, know what you're doing. (laughs) Right. And also when Paige initially read this fact to me, she's like, oh, there's only, she's like, there haven't been that many. And then she's like, there's been over 2,400. And I was like, that's a lot. That's just, it's a lot less. So you guys should know that that Paige thinks a lot less of you guys than I do. She was expecting it to be worse. I'm not gonna lie. I was expecting like tens of thousands over the last like couple years. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So, so I, I mean, it's it's scary though. Like if you ever um, 
watched footage of grease fires and stuff. It's yeah, they're terrifying. pretty. They're pretty scary. So yes, so be, so be safe. <laughs> <laughs> also, I was wondering how many turkeys are eaten each year on Thanksgiving, and apparently that number is about forty-six million turkeys every Thanksgiving. <laughs> so many. 22 million on Christmas and 19 million on Easter. Jesus. So, yeah. I feel so a little sad for the turkeys. Yeah, that's that's spooky for the turkeys. That's not spooky for <laughs> Yeah, those six turkeys that your dad killed, like that ain't nothing. <laughs> I have seen like more turkey uh manslaughter though than the average person. <laughs> <laughs> so they're the ones my dad hit and then once when i was jogging in in grad school somebody was like i was by the arboretum and somebody just like nailed a turkey that was out on the road and that was not great i like how you say that you've seen more turkey manslaughter than the average human and then follow it up with another turkey manslaughter story <laughs> as if the six turkeys you'd already seen get killed wasn't enough <laughs> here's the thing <laughs> I'm bad luck for turkey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. So the first thing that we wanted to talk about was actually the Kentucky meat shower. So we wanted to revisit this. Uh, if you have been listening since the beginning of our show, we talked about this for the first time. I think it was in our third episode. So like very early on. Yeah. I thought it might have even been one or two. So I could not remember. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought it was one as well. And then when I looked back, I was like, oh, we actually, we talked about it a little later than I thought we had. I think it was like our very first short and spooky though. If you haven't listened to that episode, I talk about it in a little bit more detail on that that I'm going to right now. But like I said, we just wanted to revisit it because it is a bird-related story. So on March 3rd, 1876, in Olympia Springs, which is in Bath County, Kentucky, there were reports of meat raining down from the sky. So uh, in over Alan Crouch's house, his wife was outside making bath soaps and stated that she looked up and saw meat falling like large snowflakes from the sky. And it was really just over like that area. Like it was just around their house. It wasn't, this wasn't like all of Bath County, Kentucky. It was really just like this one area where it fell. So yeah, the meat falls and they don't clean it up right away. Um, the Crouch family sort of leaves the meat out overnight and it dries out. And I remember like one of my favorite things about this story was the two men who like show up later and eat it to like try to figure out Ew. what it is. And it's like been sitting out. So on top of the fact that it's just like, we don't even know where this came from. Now you're like tasting this like meat that's Ugh. been sitting out and dried out. Yeah. And gross. So that's yeah. Nasty. And so you know, like any person would do, I would think anyway, <laughs> they well, had some people come out and look at it. And over the course of, and I don't remember if it was months um, or weeks or months, but they over the course of time, they have several people who come out and try to explain what it is and like where the meat came from. And like I said, we cover some of those explanations or really all of those explanations in our third episode. Mm -hmm. But the most likely explanation came from Dr. L.D. Kastenbein, who is a professor of chemistry at the Louisville College of Pharmacy. They say that it is projectile vomit from vultures. Which makes it so much worse that those guys were like, let's, let's taste it. Let's taste it. Because <laughs> like A, vultures already eat 
meat that's been like sitting out for a while because they're scavengers, but like also now they've barfed it up. And then it, and then it sits even lawn. longer. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> there was another meat shower in their own bathrooms that night. <laughs> yeah, go. <laughs> So vultures are apparently known to vomit their stomach contents as a defense mechanism to make themselves lighter during flight. And black vultures and turkey vultures are found in this area in Kentucky. You know, when you first read this, you'd think like, well, she would probably have looked up, right? Like if there's meat Mm -hmm. falling from the sky, you're probably not just going to be like, oh, meat. Cool. Like you're probably going to look up and try to figure out where it came from. Yeah. So like my initial thought was like, wouldn't she have seen a bird if it was up there Mm -hmm. just like spewing meat everywhere? And Mm -hmm. apparently uh, vultures can fly as high as 40,000 feet up. So it's actually possible that like the vultures could have been there and she just didn't see them. That's crazy high. It is super high. (laughs) That's just like absurdly high. That's like higher than Mount Everest. (laughs) I mean, this vault. This one says this vulture can flies at thirty seven thousand. That's crazy. So like forty thousand might be a little high, but like I don't. Think- no, but yeah, like rounding up. Yeah, that's yeah, that's insane. Yeah, like think about how small like a plane is, and it's flying at like thirty thousand yeah. feet, and you can barely see it. And a bird obviously is much smaller than a plane, so it's like very possible that she just didn't see it at all. So basically. Poor woman just making some bath soaps in her front yard and a vulture. And like, here's the thing. I was mad about a bird pooping on me. This lady had (laughs) a vulture vomiting me on her. (laughs) She had a group of vultures (laughs) barfing on her (laughs) in her yard. Here's the other thing that I thought about um, with this sort of, I guess, after the fact and something I can add to our interpretations. People said like, oh, it could be vultures. I've also seen a lot of things lately show up like sort of these like this type of story where it's like this sort of sensational story that appeared in an old newspaper like in the late 19th or early 20th century. Mm -hmm. And I think like some of those, the consensus is like, you know, they had slow news days and they needed to like fill it up. So like it's very possible that it was just like a very exaggerated or like not verified story on their part at all that they printed. So like wonder how true it really is in the first place, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So back when I first read about the Kentucky meat shower, we first talked about this, you know, 30 some episodes ago, uh, I noted that there was also a story, a very similar story in 2012 on New Year's Eve in Arkansas. And, you know, people are out doing their New Year's Eve celebrations. And it says a hundred birds, but like from what I gathered reading through it, it was just, it was at least a hundred birds. Like it sounds like it was just a lot of birds fall Mm -hmm. from the sky. And so I, like I said, I read about this back on episode three and I figured like when Mm -hmm. better to cover this than the bird episode. At 11.30 on New Year's Eve in Arkansas, uh, thou- see, this is thousands of red-winged blackbirds. So who mm. knows? It was a lot of birds uh, mm-hmm. fall from the sky. And they fell over one square mile, mile-, <laughs> mile <laughs> in the town of Beebe. I don't know. I guess probably BB. BB, Arkansas. Um, which like <laughs> spooky, right? You're sitting there like hanging out, celebrating New Year's Eve and birds just start falling from the sky. Yeah. Well, Dr. Pat Badley, who is the state veterinarian of Arkansas with the State Livestock and Poultry Commission Lab, studied at least 17 of those birds 
And um, I'd read an interview with him and he, his thought was that like something just scared them. Like they were doing like fireworks, you know, in the areas Mm -hmm. or there were like some, you know, loud sounds and something just scared them enough that they basically like started flying into like each other or telephone poles or cars or, you know, whatever else could have been in their way. And they just all died. Like, Mm-hmm. And just fell. I don't know. That's that's what that's basically like where it ended. I mean, they don't really have any other explanations that I've found. There are like tons of conspiracy theories because there were also <laughs> like a bunch of dead fish found in a nearby mm-hmm. river around the same time. You know how those things go. Yeah, but like yeah. But I mean, like if the flock of birds had been near that river and something toxic had gotten into it and they got exposed to it too, like it's possible they could have all died from that yeah but but i guess like if the state vet had studied them and found some sort of toxin present they probably would would have disclosed that yeah so So, i don't know i thought that was a lot of birds flying into a lot of shit i guess yeah that's some that's some horror movie stuff just just like there's yeah there's several scary things where you see like massive amounts of birds like just die freak out and die so yeah there you go when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So we've talked about birds barfing on us. We've talked about birds just dropping dead, which is spooky. Now we will talk about just like spooky straight birds. up <laughs> murder birds. Um, <laughs> so we're going to talk about cassowaries, which we will for sure uh, link to photos on social media and on our website and potentially even in the show notes of these uh if you haven't seen them before but like they're in the same family as ostriches but like even more so than ostriches they just look like dinosaurs like this is not a bird it's a dinosaur that is still walking it around. is a dinosaur <laughs> it's it's crazy <laughs> um so they're really big they're uh i read up to five and a half feet tall and weigh up to 135 pounds so the size of a human being yeah and i saw six feet and 160 pounds which like you know isn't i guess that much that's a pretty big difference yeah that's like a yeah that's like a a large person that's like a five and a half feet tall is a small person yeah six feet tall and 160 that's that's a that's a bigger person so yeah, they are they're huge and they're dinosaurs. They look like dinosaurs. That's all that there is. Um <laughs> they're just like six foot tall murder turkeys. Um <laughs> so they are <laughs> native to New Guinea and Australia, because of course everything of course. terrifying is native to Australia. They can run up to 30 miles per hour. Uh, are considered the world's most dangerous bird. They can charge at people, kick them, headbutt them, and they have three-inch-long talons capable of disemboweling a human being. <laughs> I put a picture in the notes of them. It's like, terrifying. It's, 
it's just a dinosaur claw. Like, if you've seen Jurassic Park and you've seen the, like, raptor claws, like, tapping on the floor in that kitchen scene, like, this is not that different from that. <laughs> For real. I told Elliot that we were doing this episode. He's like, oh, what yeah. birds are you talking about? Uh, of course, he has, like, all these different bird stories he wants us to talk yeah. about. But I told him we were talking about cassowaries. Yeah. And he was like, oh, those things are fucking terrifying. If I saw one of those, I'd be so out. <laughs> uh yes so i guess like one thing that potentially makes them different from like emus and i guess i didn't check relative to ostriches but rather than just kicking their back legs out like kicking their legs backwards behind them they can kick in like a forward and downward direction so yeah like basically they can run you down and then you trip and fall and they like kick you to death and disembowel you it's a fucking dinosaur um <laughs> however importantly uh this is a thing that only happens if they've been threatened or there have been deaths that have happened uh or you know attacks and injuries that have happened in places where people have taken to feeding them so they begin to associate humans with food and get sort of pushy and aggressive with them so it's like basically like bears gotcha. you know in the national parks um but like, look at the picture of the it's baby so one. Cute. So cute. I want him. It's it's like a little baby dinosaur. Yeah, it's so cute. I yeah, they're terrifying when they're older, but they are adorable when they're babies. Okay, so I had to include this quote. So this is from a Scientific American article uh, that I read about cassowaries. And it says, it's well known that cassowaries can be dangerous and indeed together with ostriches are the only birds known to have definitely killed humans. So that's how we know that the the turkeys have not (laughs) done any murdering. (laughs) But there's an add-on to that quote where they said, update, so it says like, indeed together with ostriches, update and chickens. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Which I immediately had to look at. Yes. I was like, excuse me? Like, how does a chicken... A cassowary and a chicken are the only two. <laughs> well, cassowary, ostrich, oh, ostrich sorry. Yeah, yeah, and chicken. And I was like, what? So I immediately clicked on the article. And it linked to a Guardian article from 2011. And so I guess this was about 10 years old. So, like, maybe some other birds have gotten into the action, like, in the last 10 years. I guess I did not do my due diligence to double check that. But uh, it says, and I quote, A man who was at an illegal cockfight in central California died after being stabbed in the leg by a bird which has a knife attached to its leg. (laughs) So, like... It's terrible that they were like, yeah, he was like this illegal cockfighting ring. And someone was like, you know, it would be great if the if the chickens also had shivs. (laughs) I would argue that the chicken didn't really kill the guy then. No. Yeah. (laughs) So like when I looked more into it, like it seems more like he, you know, he knew he was doing something illegal when the injury happened and he wait and he waited a little too long to go to the hospital so i think it's like either he went septic or he um like just lost too much blood or something okay but also like how quickly does a chicken have to be running at you 
to to hit you with enough force to actually stab well, you. What I yeah, what I wonder though is if he was like trying to pick up the bird and it like kicked out with the its knife leg. <laughs> I'm still surprised there would be enough force behind that to like really get. You I know, that. I know. I my guess is like he must it, like think about chickens. Like chickens have so many terrible germs like that wound would get infected yeah even if it was like just so a little fast. bit of like a even if it was just like a small puncture yeah so yeah, like even fair. if it was bad like let's say that it was bad enough that he felt like okay i need to go to the hospital and like, get this stitched up like it's possible that like it just got so infected and then he ended up dying so anyway that's that's what i think but it's still like i had to google it or look at that story immediately because i was like i'm sorry uh, chickens <laughs> <So the> dinosaurs <laughs> And then there's a chicken. <laughs> but like arguably, you know, the chicken was the one who was the hero of the story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so second, the second part of this, this original quote that I read. So it says the only birds known to have definitely killed humans. So there is there, there's that definitely qualifier in the sentence. And that is because Bits of children have been found beneath the nests of African crowned eagles. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh. Bits of children? <laughs> okay. So, like, so I'm guessing, like, they found an arm or something. I have no idea. But, like, I guess it's, like... It's not definite because <laughs> it's unclear if, like, these are the parts of bodies that they scavenged and brought back to their nests or if they actually did the killing. But they're huge birds. Like, they could kill a small child. But, like, I just was like, bits of children? Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. And then there are also anecdotal accounts of golden eagles killing humans. So it's it's possible that this has this has happened and i think like early humans which i didn't look back at but i think like early like neanderthal you know i think they had to contend with like some very large murder birds as well yeah so i'm stuck on the bits of children part i'm, really, <laughs> I'm so sorry i'm gonna be honest i just like i probably could have looked more into it but i was like i, I, I yeah, don't want to know i know. don't i don't need any more information than the information that i already have about that <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> That's scary enough for me. I don't need to go any further down that rabbit hole. <laughs> so, all right. Anyway, <laughs> I'm definitely afraid of birds. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel a little, I, I, you know what? I'm already feeling a little bit better about eating that turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Okay. I'm glad this is working for you. <laughs> it's not working for anyone else. It's working for me. Okay. <clears throat> Six foot page turkeys. Okay. Yes. <laughs> you are next. <laughs> so the next bird, uh, which isn't really a murder bird. Well, I guess it is a murder bird, but not people murder bird. The sh <laughs> the shoe bill shoe bill stork, which. Mm -hmm. If you've ever seen a photo of, like, I don't really need to say much more about it, right? Like, that, the, these birds are freaking creepy looking. They're intense looking. And, like, I mean, they look like they don't even belong in this world either. No. Like, they don't quite look as much like dinosaurs, but they just, 
they just they look prehistoric. They, they definitely do. Yeah, they don't look right in the real, <laughs> in like the modern. <laughs> this thing has to be fake. Uh, <laughs> so the shoebill stork is a solitary bird that lives in the swamps and dense marshes of eastern Africa. And there are references to the shoebill in ancient Egyptian wall paintings and hieroglyphics, but they weren't really classified until the 1800s when skins and eventually live birds were brought to Europe. At that time, they were considered close relatives to the stork. And and, uh, obviously, I think that's why we call it the shoebill stork. It sort of looks like a stork in like a weird kind of way. Like yeah, a I mean, weird like the long legs. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> but in 1995, after studying the shoebill's eggshells and some more recent DNA testing, they've actually reclassified them and have found they are more closely related to the pelican than the stork. Which pelicans I also saw show up on sort of like spooky bird fact lists. So. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Just because they're like, I don't know. They could, they just like swallow their prey whole and stuff. So it's sort of intense. Yeah. Anyway. Which like this guy does too, but like, oh, good. well, sort of. So <laughs> we'll get there. The shoebills are very large birds with yellow front facing eyes. And I think that's what gives them like such the, such a weird look. Like the, the yeah. beak and the, the front facing eyes like really get you. Yeah. We'll link to photos. There's just like those sort of like, like straight on staring yeah. at your soul it's like oh no <laughs> some relative of yours in the not too distant past like for sure hunted and murdered my people yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like there has to be something not too far back that was like people taste great right Okay. <laughs> they are also pretty big. They're about mm-hmm. five feet tall, but their wingspan is like seven and a half to eight feet or eight feet. So yeah, like I mean, it's, I watched a couple of videos of them earlier and it's mm-hmm. like, it's just, it's crazy when they, when they spread yeah, out, they're, they're huge. huge, but their beak is also pretty big. It's seven inches long, which is the third largest beak of any bird. There you go. But they tell everyone it's 10, right? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm done. So when the shoebill catches its prey, they will use their beak to decapitate their victim and then swallow the the rest of them. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I guess at least it's like the the initial death part is quick. It's quick. (laughs) And they primarily hunt, like they primarily eat fish or small reptiles um and i think you put this note in here but like Mm -hmm. they they their jaws they can actually or they can decapitate baby crocodiles yeah which like here's the thing so i think like i mean crocodiles in africa are like like they have some of the enormous ones right they're like 20 feet yeah, long I think they're or big some boys. shit. Yeah. So like, I don't know, like the baby ones are probably pretty small because I don't know, reptiles are weird like that where they just like continuously grow forever, but the babies start out super tiny. But still, that's like, that's so much strength. Like that has to be enough that like they could take off a hand. Don't you think? Oh, I would think so. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. This this says that a lot of cro- baby crocodiles are like 7 to 10 inches long. Okay. Well, okay. That's not that big. No. But I was still sad for the baby crocodiles. Yeah. Well, and like, I I don't know. Maybe <laughs> okay. they could take my hand. Probably they could. Yeah. But they also- They would at least like break it. Yeah. They would hurt me for sure yeah. if they wanted to. <laughs> but the other 
kind of creepy thing about the the shoe bills is that they're mm-hmm. usually like very quiet birds. Like they don't make a ton mm-hmm. of sound. And it, I read somewhere that or one of the sources said that like they sometimes make like a mooing sound, but I only mm-hmm. read that in one place and I couldn't find like any videos of that sound. But what they do talk a lot about in like every source that I read was this, this like clapping sound they make with their jaws that sounds similar to a machine gun. And have you listened to the videos? Yes. Yeah. I posted them there because I wanted to make sure that you saw them. There's yeah. the one where it's like in an echoey room and it's like, um, this just, this just sounds like a gun. It's yeah. so crazy. And it's apparently like very loud. Yeah. It's a, it's a so, yeah, it's like clattering their beak together, but they do it. They can make it super loud and like i'm pretty sure i mean that's like their mating call which is bizarre (laughs) so talking about their mating calls uh they're monogamous birds oh they find their mate pretty young and they stick to them but apparently when they lay when so when the mama bird lays eggs it will usually lay two to three eggs and those Mm -hmm. are like they have like what they call, I guess, or what is called like the backup eggs. Um, because basically like they're just, they're, they're laying eggs. You know, obviously the hope is that one of them survives and then mm-hmm. the first to hatch will usually kill their siblings. They so, are murder birds. They are kind of murder birds. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Uh, and as if all that stuff wasn't like kind of weird enough, I also learned that to keep themselves cool, they don't poop on your head. They poop on their legs. Oh, very nice. Yeah. So they have <laughs> their beak clapping poop, poop leg birds. <laughs> Yeah. So these guys have gotten kind of a bad reputation because of their dinosaur-like appearance and their death stare, which we'll post a photo of. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, yeah, admittedly, it's all a little creepy, but they're really not considered dangerous to humans. So no need to worry about them. Yay. According to <laughs> animaldiversity.org, the shoebill will not threaten humans, but will only stare right back at them. So yeah, they'll just watch you. <laughs> So sadly, they are listed on the vulnerable uh, species list, which is only one step above being considered an endangered species. Primarily, that's because of the diminishing of wetland habitats and overhunting. They think there's between 3,300 and 5,300 shoebills left. So there's not a lot of these big boys left. So um, reading about that, first of all, made me sad because they are cool. But it also wanted, like, made me want to take a second to acknowledge the rapidly declining bird population. And so I looked at the Cornell Cornell Lab of Ornithology website, and they say that nearly 3 billion birds in the U.S. and Canada are gone since 1970, and that grassland bird populations have decreased by 53%, which is, like, sad, but also, like, kind of scary. And a quote from lab director John Fitzpatrick, a staggering loss that suggests the fabric of North America's ecosystem is unraveling. And I didn't want to, you know, I don't want to talk about it for too long. I just wanted to mention it and suggest that if you have time, you can head to the link, uh, which will be in our show notes and take the time. You can take the time to read about the declining bird population. They've got a lot of good information on there and they have um, some stuff on there about like what we can do to try to help save the birds so yeah well and there's some scary stuff going on with like this like it's like a weird disease that is killing birds that they don't really understand it's like making its way westward right now so like you know if you 
I'm sure they talk about it on there, like which states that you should be taking down your bird feeders. So that way you don't have like a bunch of like different species sort of like contaminating each other, yeah. or, like giving each other each other's germs. And yeah, like there's all sorts of stuff with like, we should all be like turning our lights off, like our porch lights off at night because they're disorienting for migratory birds and stuff. So anyway, all right. well, I appreciate your um, environmentally responsible. Hey, ideas. yeah, I did something for the birds. We think some birds are scary, but that doesn't mean they're not awesome. Right. <laughs> So for my second topic that I looked into, I, when we started thinking about spooky birds, I immediately thought about owls <laughs> because uh, owls sort of have this association with spookiness and witches and Halloween. But it's not just that. Owls have also been known to attack humans and they've had this association with sort of evil for a long time. So Pliny the Elder once called them the very monster of the night, claiming that a sighting of them was a sign of evil. So they have been, you know, considered this sort of bad omen for in folklore for a long time. And I think that's just because they're sort of, you know, we associate with them, we associate them with the dark, they are just sort of naturally freaky, they make weird noises at night, they fly silently, they can rotate their heads around 270 degrees. So yeah, they're just sort of weird birds. <laughs> they are weird, but they're so beautiful. Yes. Oh, I absolutely love owls. Like I know I've heard that they make terrible pets because, you know, they're birds of prey and like, you know, people just can't provide a great environment for them. But yeah, the videos that I see of people like petting the owls little heads and stuff, it's just oh, I want one. <laughs> <laughs> and like Harry Potter yes. really like got it into my head like this is the ideal pet. This is what I need. Um yeah. But Importantly, they have attacked people or they do attack people on, on the regs. <laughs> There's usually an increase in owl attacks uh, on both dogs and humans in winter. And this is when their regular food sources get more scarce and they start nesting in the winter. So with respect to dogs, they might be trying to eat some of the smaller ones. With respect to humans, they're not trying to eat them. But they will dive bomb you for getting too close to their nest. So it's just like a, it's just a protective thing. And there are other birds of prey who behave this way, like raptors and stuff will swoop down on you. And like, heck, even like red-winged black, <laughs> red-winged blackbirds freak the fuck out when you get near their nests in the spring and will like swoop down on your head. So it's like, they know that they can't kill you, but uh, they can really mess you up. So their flight is silent. So you don't hear them coming or it's near silence. You don't hear them coming when they swoop down. And, you know, they're just going to try and sink their talons into your head. And I was shocked. So Alice can apply a force of up to 500 pounds per square inch with their wow. talons. So they're incredibly strong because yeah. they have to be able to like grip onto things and carry them away from the ground with them. And this is actually one of the, this is sort of like spooky true crime too, page because this is one of the hypotheses yes. as to what actually happened. Yeah. To Kathleen Peterson, 
whose husband, Michael Peterson, was convicted of her murder after she was found dead on their staircase. So if you've watched the true crime documentary, The Staircase, you'd be familiar with this. And I think they cover it in the criminal podcast as well. Yeah. Yeah. So some people think that she might have been like reading out by their pool at night and a barred owl swooped down on her when she got up to head inside. She'd like maybe had a few drinks and like if you've ever gotten any sort of head wound, they just they bleed a ton. So it's like she was probably if this is what happened, she was probably, you know, losing quite a bit of blood from the wound if it was deep enough. She was disoriented. She ends up falling down the stairs and, you know, the rest is history, right? It ends up looking like it was Michael and, you know, that she sustained some sort of blunt force trauma and, you know, he ends up getting convicted for it. And if this owl story is true, then they would be added to that list, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So other than that suspected death, there are no documented cases of them killing people. Um, But people do get pretty seriously injured because again like any sort of head injury is going to bleed a lot and so like people there was some story and i didn't write down the particulars of it but some story of a guy who was like hiking um hiking or snowshoeing or something in the winter and an owl swooped down and you know got him with his talons and like he thought that he was gonna die like from blood loss like before he made it out so yeah so they can be pretty intense injuries So one reason the owls are spooky. (laughs) The other reason is that I think the owls account for a lot of some famous cryptid and even alien sightings (laughs) because they're just sort of freaky looking. Yeah. Especially if you see them at, yeah, if you see them at night and like don't see the full like outline or whatever. Right. You just see like the flash of these big eyes and like, yeah. And someone, an article also mentioned that probably ghost sightings as well, because you can imagine like you just see this sort of like silent flash of white, especially like barn owls have Mm -hmm. those bright white bellies. Well, it's like swoops down in front of you. You'd be like, oh my God, I just saw a ghost in the woods, you know? Mm -hmm. So two specific cases of this that I was able to find. So one is, and I included the picture and we'll we'll share it, but a couple years ago, this video of these owls in an attic, and I think it was in India uh, that had been taken, but um, it went viral and it's just these like freaky little <laughs> birds standing in the attic. They're just weird. They, they're young enough that they haven't gotten their like full like fluffy feathers like you see with baby owls. So they just look like some sort of weird alien cryptid. They do a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the very popular tweets about this said that the person was convinced that people who like claimed to have seen aliens had really just seen baby owls. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, it's, sort, totally of, buy that. it's sort of just looks like they're standing up straight with like their arms to their sides. Right, right. And like with the beak, like the point of the beak in their face, like it's that classic like gray alien, like pointed chin. That's really funny. You could blur them out a little bit and like they would just look like little alien guys. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Yes. The other thing, the other specific example I found was people thinking that Mothman sightings are actually just owls. And this one like I 100% buy. (laughs) So... I do think it's an interesting association because Mothman, right? You see Mothman and it's supposed to be this like 
this bad omen, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's a warning of something bad to come. And it's just interesting that owls and in folklore have been seen that way as well. Like they're like some sort of warning about about something evil or bad. Anyway, so Joe Nickel, who is an investigator for the Committee for Skeptical Inquiry, uh, he thinks that owl sight or that Mothman sightings, and including like the very famous ones from when it all started, are people seeing owls. Uh, he also thinks that the Flatwood Monster. <laughs> Flatwoods monster is also just an owl. And that's sort of like a weird little like very (laughs) town or area specific cryptid. Mm -hmm. It is a hissing clawed entity that scared a family in Braxton County, West Virginia. (laughs) Uh, I think they were out in the woods at night and there was this like bright flash. And so people think that there may have been like some sort of like meteor that fell and lit up the sky. And then they like saw you know startled a barn owl in a tree afterwards and like that's what scared them and if you look at the pictures of the flatwood monster it's like yeah that could just be an owl (laughs) that like people saw really quickly in the dark so a lot of people have claimed that mothman could be a barn owl and barn owls do make a lot of weird vocalizations that include like hissing and clicking noises. So, you know, that would be really freaky to hear in the dark. However, barn owls lack a strong eye shine in the dark. So that's like the flash you see of nocturnal animals' eyes when they get exposed to light or like, you know, the deer deer's eyes in the headlights thing. And Mothman is supposed to have these like glowing red eyes. That's like a big thing in the story. So this could mean that Mothman sightings are actually sightings of the barred owl who have a red eye shine because they have a large amount of blood vessels around their eyes. And if you look at the picture that I included, Uh it's like, yeah, if you saw that and like you just saw like the eyes and I think owls are also like, I think they're one of those birds where they're bigger than people expect them to be. Yeah. Yeah. Like they have like pretty big wingspan so if it's like swooping down and you saw those red eyes coming at you like that would freak me out for sure (laughs) even if you knew what it was yeah (laughs) yeah i've definitely like i've i haven't seen very many owls in my life because you know they're they're hard to spot but the ones that i have seen and like i've you know been hiking or doing field work and a couple times have like startled one that's like swooped away and it's like oh (laughs) It gives you it gives you a fright. Right. <laughs> yeah. So um owls as cryptids, owls as possible aliens, owls as possible murder birds. Right. Well I feel we found some spooky stuff about birds. We did. <laughs> so go enjoy your turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> that wraps up our episode on spooky birds. Tune into episode 39 when we do our Christmas special, The Santa Listener Stories. If you like this episode, hit subscribe and share with a friend. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at SpookySciPod, Facebook at Spooky Science Sisters, and at our website, SpookySciencesisters.com. If you have any questions about previous topics or ideas for future episodes, email us at SpookySciencesisters at gmail.com. As always, thank you for listening. Stay spooky and happy Thanksgiving. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, 
personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out.